Hey there, and welcome to the Rock Reavers podcast. Here we are all about believing and proclaiming the word. We're totally given to true worship and obedient in taking the gospel to the nations through missions. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you'll be blessed by this message. Let's go. I am a winner and not a loser. I am a victor and not a victim. I have changed my mind and my attitude to reflect what God says about me. My faith is built on God's word. I can do all that God says I can do. Nothing is impossible from this moment on, for I am a new breed, a new kind, a remnant, and I am after my purpose. Gideon, you will give me Adonai on the strings. Glory to God. You are about to be blessed this morning. The book of Exodus in the King James Version. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Chapter number 13. So we are going to read quite a lot of scriptures today. We'll read three scriptures. I'll read two of them for you. And then you will read... um, the other with me. Is that okay? Exodus chapter 13 from verse number 17. In the name of Jesus. Do we have it? I'll read this one for you. 17 to, to 22. The Bible says in Exodus 13, 17 to 22, and it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest peradventure the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. But God led the people out through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. For he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and he shall carry up my bones away hence with you. Verse 20, And they took their journey from Sukkoth and encamped in Etham, in the edge of the wilderness. Verse 21, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night in other words there was no stopping glory to God he took not away the pillar of the cloud by day nor the pillar of the fire by night from before the people The second scripture we are reading is Exodus chapter number 14. This one you'll read together with me from verse number 19. Do we have it? Glory to God. One, two, let's go. It's on the screen. And the angel of God which went before the camp of Israel removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. Verse 20. 
And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness, but it gave light by night to this, so that not near the other all the night. Verse 21, and Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. Then I'll read for you Exodus chapter number 33, and then you will have your seat in the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Exodus chapter number 33, so we are reading three scriptures. I hope you have them for your study and for your memory as you leave church today. Exodus 33. I'm going to read from verse number 13 to verse number 16. Now therefore, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight, and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry, not, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. Praise the name of the Lord. You can have your seats in Jesus' name. Glory to God. If you look at the book of Exodus, it is an amazing book because it paints a picture of the life of the believer, how the believer is delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, Joel, that he has delivered us from the power of darkness. And he has translated us or translocated us or transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. And I taught this class earlier last week or last week, but one in the discipleship class. And we were able to establish, Pastor Kev, if you remember that Exodus is a picture of salvation. Glory to God. That salvation is not a mere stopping of drinking Gilby's or Jack Daniels. It is not a mere stop of smoking weed or vaping something that has mint or strawberry. Salvation is not just the stopping of bad behavior. Salvation is a transformation. Am I speaking? in the house of God. Listen to me. There are many people who are going to hell well behaved. Hallelujah. There are many people who are going to hell and they have never touched a woman. They have never touched a bottle of beer. They have never killed anybody. They have never done anything that would take them to prison. But that does not make them saved because salvation is not behavior change. Salvation is resurrection. Glory to God. Salvation is a transformation from within. And so the book of Exodus is an Old Testament picture that shows us what happens when we get born again. When we got born again, we have 
seen in Colossians 1.13 that we were delivered from the power of darkness. I want you to listen to me this morning that when you got born again, Job, that is the day that you were delivered. Glory to God. There is nobody that is born again that needs deliverance. Am I speaking in the house of God? The day you got born again, that is the day that you are delivered from the powers of darkness. Hallelujah. There is nobody that is saved that needs to be delivered because what you need after salvation is not for people to lay hands on you so that you fall down and you vomit everything you have eaten. I was telling the class the other day that sometimes these people who go for deliverance, it's expensive for them to live that life because you take breakfast in the morning and then you go and vomit it, all of it in church. And food is expensive. Because you are being delivered every single day. Every person that is born again has been delivered from the devil. Hallelujah. If you are born again in the house of God today, I want you to know that you've been delivered from the power of darkness. You have been delivered from the power of Satan. You have been delivered from the spirits in your ancestry. You have been delivered from the tendencies in your family. There is nobody that is born again that requires generational altars to be broken. Am I speaking? In the house of God. Hallelujah. Don't go and look for people to break altars in your house because the day you got born again, there are some things that happen and one of those is you are detached from where you came from. Hallelujah. We have been delivered from the power of darkness. And so the Bible tells us that God appeared to Moses, Joshua, and he told Moses when Moses was in Midian, in the desert, taking care of the sheep of his father-in-law. The reason he was taking care of the sheep of the father-in-law is because he had no dowry, Pastor Kev. Remember, he killed an Egyptian, and the following day, he tried to separate a Hebrew from a Hebrew. And the Hebrew said, are you going to kill me like the way you killed the Egyptian? And he ran away because he knew that Pharaoh was coming to kill him. And so he ran away without anything. And he went to the desert in Midian. The Bible says that when he went there, he became a gentleman and that's how he got a wife. Hallelujah. Because he went to the well and he found the shepherds were harassing some, some beautiful ladies and he played gentleman. And one of them was called Zippy. Zipporah, the daughter of, 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 of Jethro. And you see sometimes gentlemen, if you are to get a wife, you have to be gentle. You see the problem with this church? Now the men are quiet. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. You have to be gentle. Hallelujah. <laughs> and he was taken to the house of Jethro, the priest of Midian. But because he didn't have dowry, Pastor Des, he had to take care of his father's sheep. And one of his father-in-law's sheep. And one of the things I want you to understand is that Moses, Pastor Kevin, grew up in the traditions and lifestyle of Egypt. He was grown up in the house of Pharaoh for all those 40 years that he lived. And when he was there, he was taught Egyptian lifestyle, he was taught Egyptian language, he was taught all Egyptian philosophy. And when he was 40, he killed somebody and he ran away. And one of the things about the Egyptians is that they hated shepherds. That is why when Jacob came and Joseph told Pharaoh that these people, their profession is shepherds, they were given even a land called Goshen because the Egyptians did not want to interact with 
people who are shepherds. They were hated. They were lowly people in the society. And Moses, the prince of Egypt, now has run away into the desert to become that which when he was growing up he saw people hating. That is why God will take you to the wilderness to deal with you. He will take you and abase you and put you down. There is nobody that God uses that he has not broken. Hallelujah. There is nobody that God will use that he has not fought and put down. That is why when Jesus appeared to Saul of Tarsus, the Bible says that the light struck him and he fell to the ground. God cannot speak to you when you are standing on your feet. One person must be standing, the other one must be on the ground. Hallelujah. So Moses, for him to be the deliverer in, in, for the children of Israel, he had to be removed from the attitude and the entitlements of, 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 of the Egyptian palace to do that which he hated when he was growing up. God will have to defeat you for him to use you. Hallelujah. He has to defeat your flesh. He has to ensure that there is a gradient. And one person is down and the other one is up. And of course, the one that is up is not you. The only way God can trust you is if he trains you and he cannot train you in the, in the palace. He has to send you to a place that you do not like. Am I speaking? In the house of God. And so what happened? Moses was there and God appeared to him. Remember when Moses was born, the Bible says that his mother saw that he was a child of purpose, a child of promise, a child that is different from Aaron and Miriam who had come before him. And the mother hid him. And so Moses went to the desert and God spoke to Moses calling him to become that which he was born for. And the Bible says that God told Moses, I want you to go to Pharaoh, I'm paraphrasing, go and tell him, let my people go that they may worship me. Hallelujah. The reason why God wanted the children of Israel to be delivered is so that they can worship him. And the reason you are born again is not so that you can get a car, come out. It's not so that you can buy a house. It's not so that you can have a big business. It's not so that that you can have a big family. The reason, Louise, you got born again is so that you can become a worshiper. Hallelujah. God sent Moses with a call to worship and he told him, go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go that they may worship me. The reason you are being removed from Egypt is so that you can become a worshiper. And by worshiper, I'm not meaning a musician or a singer. I am talking about somebody that lives the rest of their life devoted to God. Hallelujah. The reason I am born again is so that I can worship God. The reason I was delivered from Egypt is so that I can be a worshiper. And so Moses goes to Pharaoh and says, let my people go that they may worship me. And the Bible says that Pharaoh refused. To let the children of Israel go. And the Bible also tells us that God told Moses that I am going to give you a rod. You know this rod, because Moses had asked God, what if the people do not believe that you have sent me? And God gave him a rod. He gave him something that he can use to do miracles to convince both the Egyptians and the children of Israel. And that is why we keep saying that by the way miracles are for unbelievers. Because for the believer, the miracles are normal to you. Ah, let me come this side. Praise the name of the Lord. Miracles are supposed to convince the unbeliever that there is a supernatural. But for the person that has already been converted, they don't need 
miracles to be convinced that God is there because they are already a miracle by themselves. Hallelujah. And I know this morning that I am speaking to miracles on two feet. Glory to God, you are a miracle on two feet. You are a miracle in that office. You are a miracle in that apartment you are living. The greatest thing God has ever done is you, Joy Kyoko. Glory to God. And so God gave him a rod to do miracles. And we call them the ten plagues of Egypt. And the Bible says that none of those miracles convinced Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go. And I keep saying the devil is not afraid of miracles. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. That is why the Bible says when the man who had been paralytic was brought to Jesus. He was brought to be healed, Pastor Kev. But the Bible says that Jesus did not heal him first. This guy who was brought by his four friends, the Bible said that Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. Before he healed his body, he healed his soul. Because when you receive healing of your body and your soul has not been saved, you will use your leg and your feet to go to a brothel. Hallelujah. You are going to use the hands God, have, God has given you to go and make changa for business. That is why you need to be saved before you are healed. Glory to God. So that when God gives you a new body and God heals you, you are going to use it for his purposes. Glory to God. And so the Bible says that Moses went there and he, he, he went to Pharaoh and he was performing miracles there. And the Bible says that he took his rod and made it to fall on the ground. And it became a serpent. And Pharaoh was not moved, Louise. He brought his magicians, three of them, and they threw their sticks, and they became serpents. But the serpent of Moses swallowed the serpent of Pharaoh to mean that the truth swallows the lie. Hallelujah. And the miracle swallows magic. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter how it looks, and I said this in the discipleship class, that sometimes if somebody is performing miracles, that does not mean that it has come from God. Because the output is not what matters. It is the spirit behind the output. But the Bible tells us that the serpent that came from Moses' rod, it swallowed the other serpents, meaning that the truth must swallow every lie. And Moses is about to swallow Pharaoh, and Israel is about to swallow Egypt. Am I speaking? In the house of God. And so the Bible says that Moses did nine of those manifestations. But Pharaoh refused to let the children of Israel to go. Then God told Moses, there is a weapon I have kept to be used that will make Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go. It is not the, in, it is not the flies. It is not the turning of the rivers into blood. It is not the frogs. It is not the turning of the stick into snakes. It is not the darkness that was tangible. God told Moses that I want you to take a lamb and slaughter that lamb and take the blood of that lamb and let every Hebrew home put that blood on the door of their houses. And Pastor Des Bible says in Exodus chapter 12, God is saying, and when I see the blood, 
I will pass over you and the destruction will not come into your house. Pastor Kevin, it means that God is always looking for something to see and is looking to see the blood of his son because the lamb in Egypt across the testaments has become the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The lamb in Egypt was an animal, but the lamb in the New Testament is a human being. Glory to God. God is looking for something to see. God is not looking for your religious activities. He's not looking for the ordinances that you have kept. The Bible says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And so the blood became the, the weapon that defeated the enemy once and for all. And if you read that scripture, Pastor Kev, I had said that the reason God said, when I see the blood, is that God, God is not the one that came to kill the Egyptian firstborn. There was an angel of death that was moving that night. And that angel was looking for a house that does not have blood on it. And God came and covered every house that had blood. In other words, if your house has been covered by the blood of the lamb, God is going to cover you so that you become invisible to the angel of death. Am I speaking in the house of God? Every person that is born again has been covered by the blood of Jesus. And I want you to know when you are covered by the blood of Jesus, destruction cannot come to your house. Hallelujah. When you are covered by the blood of Jesus, destruction cannot come to your children. Come out. Destruction cannot come to your business because God only covers where the blood is. And when God covers you, the enemy cannot be able to see you. Glory to God. And the Bible says that the angel of death came and he killed all the firstborns. And I keep saying this all the time that Pastor kept. If there was an Egyptian firstborn, who deserved to die and happened to have gone to watch the World Cup in the house of a Hebrew of Hebrews. And the time came for the angel to pass. So long as that Egyptian firstborn, in as much as he was supposed to die, if he was in a house that was covered by blood, he would have escaped. Hallelujah. Because God is not looking at you. He's looking at what has covered you. Hallelujah. And so the children of Israel were delivered from Egypt. And the Bible says that Pharaoh said, let them go because my hair, the hair to my throne has died. This God, I don't want anything to do with him. And the Bible says, as we have read in Exodus chapter 13, the Bible tells us that the children of Israel left the land of Egypt. The blood triggered their evacuation. The blood triggered the beginning of the exodus. The blood triggered their salvation. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that made us to get out of the power of darkness. Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that they left the land of Egypt and they were walking towards the Red Sea. And the Bible tells us that when they left the land of Egypt, the place called Sukkot, into the promised land, the Bible says that God did not lead them through the way of the Philistines, though it was near Pastor Kev. And the reason he did that is because he said, perhaps they will see the warfare. And want to return back to Egypt. Remember, at this particular point, they have not yet crossed the Red Sea. They are still on this other side. 
And so God did not take the shortcut to the promised land. It would have taken 40 days. But the Bible says, Pastor Des, that God took them through the way of the wilderness. It is because it is in the wilderness that slaves are converted into soldiers. Hallelujah. If he took them through the land of the Philistines, they would not have survived the war. They would have wished they go back to Egypt. But he took them to the way of the wilderness. Joel, this means that from the day they were delivered from Egypt to the day that they entered the promised land, there was a wilderness experience. And that experience is important for every believer because that is where Kamau God teaches you how to take hold of the promised land. God is never going to give you something that he has not trained you for. Hallelujah. And so Chesa posted that the wilderness is not a torture chamber, but it is a training center. Am I speaking in the house of God? That wilderness experience is a place of training. It is a place of teaching you character and the correct attitude and the correct disposition of your mind and of your walk with God so that when you reach the promised land, remember the promised land was not empty, it was occupied. And so how are you going to remove the occupier and live together with them, being in the world but not of the world if you have not been trained? The wilderness is a training center. Glory to God. And that is why the Bible says that God did not take them through the way, the shortcut. He took them through the way of the wilderness. But I love it because the scripture that we have read, the Bible tells us that when they left the land of Egypt, that God led them. Hallelujah. That God led them. God did not save you to leave you behind. Now I am coming to my message. Praise the name of the Lord. He that saved them also led them to where he was taking them. None of these people knew where the land of Canaan was. Just like many of us say, I'm going to heaven. Do you know the way there? The way is a person. And he's taking you there. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. They never knew the way to the promised land. So God led them. He that saved them from Egypt led them to the promised land. And I came to say this morning that he that saved you is also able to lead you to where you are supposed to go. Amen. Hallelujah. God did not save you to leave you behind. God did not save you to mislead you. God did not save you to abandon you. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 13 that he led the way. The one that saved you know where he is taking you. Am I speaking in the house of God? The one that saved you knows your future. You don't have to know where you are going. You don't have to know your future because you know the person that knows the future you are going to. Hallelujah. And so there were concerns in the congregation of Israel. We have left Egypt and many times they were complaining. Why did you remove us from Egypt to come and die here? God had to give them certain guarantees to show them that I saved you not to leave you behind. 
and God decided that he was going to lead them when they were coming out of Egypt to the land of Israel. And this morning I want to show you three things that God wanted, that God did for them. And then we are going to pray. Praise the name of the Lord. He gave them certain guarantees that I didn't leave you. I didn't save you to leave you in the way. I didn't save you to mislead you. I saved you to take you where I want. And he that began the good work in you will bring it to completion. Praise the name of the Lord. So the Bible tells us that God led them. The presence of God was leading them from Egypt to the promised land. And I want to show you what the presence of the Lord is in the life of the redeemed. What the presence of the Lord is in the life of he that has been removed from Egypt. The first thing I want to show you about the presence of God. We have seen it in Exodus chapter 13. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Exodus 13 verse 21. Look at that. Do we have it? And then we will finish. Yes, I love it. And the Lord went before them by the day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and by night. Those that have been redeemed have the presence of God. And the first thing the presence of God is to you is the presence of God is the direction of the redeemed. If you are taking notes, I'm going to talk about the three D's of the presence of God and then we are going to pray in the name of the Lord. Direction for the redeemed. The presence of God is direction for the redeemed. Look at that. He says the Lord went before them. God was ahead of them. And the Bible says during the day, pillar of cloud and during the night pillar of fire why because in the desert Louis during the day it is very hot praise the Lord let me come down here and you need a covering you know many times people say that I have a spiritual covering who is a person and so the spiritual covering say if you don't tighten, I am going to remove the cover hmm if I don't officiate your wedding, I will remove the cover. Oh. Listen to me. When they left the wilderness, Moses was not their cover. Let me come this side because it looks like they have gotten revelation. Moses was not the cover of the children of Israel. The cover of those that were redeemed was the presence of the clouds. Hallelujah. To mean that even Moses required that covering. The same cloud that covered them so that they are not burnt by the heat in the wilderness. It covered everybody, Moses included. Hallelujah. And so your true covering is the presence of God. I can't get a better amen there because you believe that your apostle is your cover. Especially if he's from Nigeria. Mm. Praise the name of the Lord. Man of God, my cover is not a man. My cover is the presence of God. Hallelujah. And he covered them during the day by the cloud so that they are not burnt by the heat of the desert. I love it so much because God does not save you so that he can bring you to trouble. Hallelujah. He knows the way of the desert and he has made a provision for you. And his presence is your covering. His presence is your direction. Listen to me also. That cloud went ahead of them. Hallelujah. And everybody in that congregation was able to see the clouds. In other words, everybody can follow God for themselves. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Moses was not looking at the cloud on their behalf. That cloud was tall enough and it was a covering enough even for a four months old to see. Hallelujah. Therefore, you do not need anybody to take you forward because God is for us all. Amen. Hallelujah. That cloud led everybody, including Moses, because even him, he didn't know where Canaan was. Praise the Lord. The presence of God is your direction. Hallelujah. I am not led by my feelings. I am not led by the economics. I am not led by politics. I am led by the presence of God. Joel, hallelujah. He is your direction. I cannot lose the way because God is my compass and God is my map. Pastor Kevin was preaching here on Friday and said that so long as you have God with you, you do not need to know where you are going. Hallelujah. You don't need to, because if God gives you the blueprint, and if God gives you the map, you will stop depending on him. That is why God told Abraham, get out of your country into a land that I will show you. In other words, you will only know that land if you walk with me. If I give you the map, you will say, now I don't want to pray. I'm not going to worship. I'm not going to read the word because anyway, I know where I am. But you see, God does not want you to know where you are going. God wants you to know him because he's the one who knows where he's taking you. Hallelujah. The presence of God for the redeemed is the direction for your life. Hallelujah. And I pray from today that you stop being led by your emotions. Glory to God. That you have moods in the morning in your marriage. And like you know me when I'm in this mood, don't talk to me. Listen to me. You are not led by moods. You are led by the Spirit of God. I can't get a better amen there because there are many ladies this side. Let me come to where the men are. Hallelujah. Come out. I am not led by my feelings. I am led by the Spirit of God. Glory to God. Even if I do not have money in my pocket, I cannot be led by the depression that comes by being broke. I am led by the Spirit of God even if my pocket has a hole. Hallelujah. The presence of God is your direction. And that presence of God is there for every believer. Glory to God. The spirit that is leading Pastor Kev is the spirit that is leading Maria Call. They don't have to consult one another where is the cloud because it is visible for everybody. Nobody has the monopoly of God's presence. Hallelujah. Do not be deceived. There is somebody that is closer to God than you. They want tithe and seed. That is why they say, if you don't come through me, you are not going to get it. Listen to me. So long as your eyes are open, you can see the cloud ahead of you during the day. And so long as your eyes are open, you can see the pillar of fire by night. During the day, it was a cloud to cover them from the heat. And during the day, it was a pillar of fire to cover them from the cold of the desert. God is with you all the time and all the seasons of your life. The seasons of the day, God is with you. The seasons of light, God is with you. But also the seasons of darkness, God is with you. 
Hallelujah. God is with you in the divorce court. God is with you in the operation room. God is with you when you are negotiating with auctioneers. God is with you when your wife has left you. God is with you when your parents are sick. It doesn't matter whether it is the day or the night. The presence was there so that they go by day or by night. Pastor Kevin, it means that God was expecting whether it is daytime or nighttime, we have to keep moving. They didn't stop because it was dark. Hallelujah. And in the evening, the pillar of cloud became a pillar of fire. They saw miracles right in their presence, in, their, in, 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 in front of them. How can the cloud become fire? Because God is a God of the miraculous. And everybody was able to see that pillar of cloud. Hallelujah. The presence of God in the life of the redeemed is the direction of that believer. And that's why you are not going to be lost. Kevin, you can't be lost. How can you be lost? The one that saved you is the one that is ahead of you. And the pastor of that church also, whose name was Bishop Moses, he also had to look for the cloud. Praise the Lord. And he was not telling people, there, the cloud is there, look at it. No. So long as you have eyes, you can see God leading you. Are you blessed? The presence of God is your direction. So, hakuna mtu anapotea. Si useme tu amen hata kama usiki. Hallelujah. I keep saying, I am not going to hell. People say, ah, man of God, there is a place for backsliding. Write a book and sell it. I won't buy it. Because I'm not backsliding. Hallelujah. God is not leading me backwards. He's leading me forwards. He cannot shed the blood of his son for me to return back to Egypt. All I need to do is to open my eyes and I will be able to see where my redeemer is leading me. Glory to God. And for those of you who are worried about your life, let me tell you, God knows your future. And God is leading you to the future that he has for you. You don't need to know it. You just need to know the person that knows it. Glory to God. The presence of God, number one, is direction for the believer. Are you being blessed? You know, this media team people told me that last week, but one I was talking like lightning. So they told me to slow down today. I can see Mbaji is very happy. That's, don't think I'm sick or I don't know what I'm preaching. I'm just obeying. You know, when they put this thing here, you can't do anything. Because he was telling me I'm talking like thunder. The Lord forgive you, man. So I'm trying to slow down. Amen. The presence of God is the direction for the believer. Number two, remember this was the redeemed of the Lord. Redeemed by the blood. They had been transferred from Egypt and they were on their way to the promised land. Every person that has been redeemed by that blood qualifies for that direction. Hallelujah. Number two, the presence of God in the life of the redeemed 
I want to show you what that is from Exodus chapter 14. We're about to pray. Exodus chapter 14, do we have it? From verse number 19. So number one is what? Direction. Hallelujah. That is a guarantee of his presence. Number one, direction. That you are not going to be lost and you are not going to end up in hell. You are ending up where God saved you to go. Hallelujah. Verse 19, and the angel of God which went before the camp of Israel removed and went behind them and the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. Verse 20, and it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel and it was a cloud and darkness to them but it gave light by night to this so that the so that the one came not near the other all the night. What is happening here? Pharaoh has heard that the children of Israel have left Egypt. And then he says, ah, ah, these guys have left. Who is going to work for us? And he took 600 chariots and he took Egyptian soldiers and they started pursuing the children of Israel. And the Bible tells us that the children of Israel were approaching the Red Sea. And if you look at that scripture, it shows us that if you study it a little bit further, it shows us that the way they were approaching the Red Sea is in such a way that on the left side there were mountains. And on the right side there were mountains. And in front of them was the Red Sea. And behind them, Pharaoh was coming. It looked like they had been set up to be destroyed by the enemy. Because they could not turn to the left and they could not turn to the right. And they could not go to the front. And they could not move backwards because Pharaoh is coming. And that is the position many of us believers find ourselves into. Sometimes we feel that we have been locked somewhere and we can't move forward, we can't move sideways, we can't move backward. And I can hear the horses of Pharaoh are coming and the chariots are coming and they are shouting chants of war. And the children of Israel, the Bible says that they lifted up their eyes and they saw the Egyptians coming in their numbers. And they said, Moses, why did you bring us to die here? in the wilderness and the Bible says that Moses went and told them that do not fear because the Egyptians you see today you are not going to see them anymore. After he told them that, he went to pray to God. And the Bible says, Pastor Kev, that Moses cried unto the Lord. And the Lord asked Moses, why are you crying? Hallelujah. Tell the children of Israel to move forward. Pastor, this it means when you come at a place in your life where you have left Egypt and you are going to the promised land and the Red Sea is ahead of you and there's a mountain on your left, there's a mountain on your right and your past is chasing you because the Egyptian is your past life. Are you with me? It's chasing you and you can hear the past is calling you. I know what you did last year. I know what you stole last year. I know who you slept with last week. I know who you want last year and I know who you wanted to do what with last year but one the bible says that god told moses stop crying unto me tell the children of israel to move forward when you find yourself adelaide in such a place where you do not know what to do god is saying move forward hallelujah because the miracle is in the forward movement okay let me go where I am. my wife is saying the biggest amen hallelujah 
The miracle is in the forward movement. The miracle will not come because you are crying, oh. The miracle will not come because you are impatient and because you are frustrated. The miracle comes when you move forward. How come God is saying move forward? Because God works with the people who are on the move. Hallelujah. You see these guys, I didn't say God works with the moves. Ah, you are hijacking my message. Hallelujah. But they got revelation. Hallelujah. God does things for people who are moving. Not moving sideways or backwards, but moving forward. There is the Red Sea, but God has said, I move. I move forward. Hallelujah. And so if you find yourself at a place in life where you do not know what to do, keep moving forward because the miracle is in the movement. Hallelujah. The miracle is in the movement. God does not have to part the Red Sea so that you believe. God will part the Red Sea when you are on the move. Glory to God. Do not move back to Egypt no matter how fast the chariots are coming. Do not allow your past to catch up with you. I am moving forward. Glory to God. I may be afraid, but I'm moving forward. I may be divorced, but I'm moving forward. I may be heartbroken, but I'm moving forward. I may be sick, but I'm moving forward. Am I speaking to people here who are forward movers? Forward travelers, if you come from Kayole. Hallelujah. That is where the Matatusako came from. We are moving. And so, the Bible says that the Egyptians, I'm about to finish, they approached them Gideon. And it was night. And the Bible says that the pillar of fire, it moved from, remember it was ahead of them, you remember? Then it moved to the, behind them. It became darkness to the enemy and light to the redeemed. In other words, when we, the devil looks at God and you look at God, you don't see the same thing. The devil sees darkness, but you see the light. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us that that pillar went and stood behind them to protect them from the advancing armies of Egypt. The second thing about the presence of God, Pastor Des, the presence of God is the defense of the redeemed. Hallelujah. Number one, the presence of God is the direction of the redeemed. Number two, the presence of God is the, I have a defender. Glory to God. I am not vulnerable to my past. I am not going back to Egypt. Hallelujah. The cloud went and put a line of defense so that Pharaoh could not reach the children of Israel. And the Bible says that God told Moses to lift up his hand and he divided the Red Sea. And let me tell you, it took the whole night for them to cross. And the chariots of Pharaoh were moving and coming and moving. But the presence of God put a boundary line. So I'm wondering, I don't know whether this Pharisees were mactiming because how come they were moving but they are not reaching? It is because when the presence of God is your defense, the enemy loses his mind. So he's mactiming but he's thinking he's moving forward. Ah, some of you did not get it. Hallelujah. The presence of God is your defense. The enemy cannot reach you because of the presence of God. Praise the Lord. Number one, direction. Number two, defense. You are not vulnerable to the enemy. Hallelujah. You are not vulnerable to demons. You are not vulnerable to Satan. 
you are not vulnerable to diseases and sickness and demon possession. You are not vulnerable to generational curses and altars because the presence of God is your defense. For the Egyptian to reach me, he has to deal with the cloud that is behind me. Praise God. And number three, then we pray. In Exodus chapter 33. Glory to God. Do we have it? Exodus 33. My direction. My defense. 33 verse 14. The Bible says, And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. And he said unto him, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated. Another translation says, so shall we be distinctioned. Number three, the presence of God is your distinction. Hallelujah. The presence of God is the redeemed. The, the presence of God is the distinction of the one that has been redeemed. The presence of God is what makes a difference in your life. It is the presence of God that makes a difference in your life in the office. The difference between you and the people you are working with is that you have the presence of God. Because Moses is saying, how shall the people know that we have found grace in your sight? How shall they know that you are our God if you do not go with us? Moses is saying, sorry, that I acknowledge that your presence is what will separate us or what will differentiate us. Glory to God. The presence of God makes you different from everybody else around you. It makes you different from the world that you live in. The Bible tells us concerning Peter and the other and the other apostles when they had been brought to the Sanhedrin. The Bible says that they looked at them and they saw that they were ignorant and unschooled men, but they also took note that they had been with Jesus. It is being with Jesus that made a difference in their life. Praise the name of the Lord. It is being with Jesus that differentiated them. It is being with Jesus that made them a distinction. Moses went up to the mountain. The Bible says, and he spent there 40 days and 40 nights. And when he came back past the death, his face was shining. His face was different from everybody else that did not go to the mountain. To show that the presence of God is what will differentiate you from other people who have not been with God. Hallelujah. The presence of God is your direction. The presence of God is your defense. The presence of God is your differentiator. Hallelujah. The presence of God is your distinction. I pray this week as you go to work that there will be a difference in your life. There will be a difference in your work. There will be a difference in your product. There will be a difference in your marriage. There is a difference between a marriage of people who are born again and a marriage of people who are causing drama on social media. Hallelujah. 
there is a difference between a person that is married to a born-again person and a person that is not married to a born-again person. I tell you the truth, the presence of God is your distinction. It is what will make your music different. You see Joy Lindsay and Beyonce, and I keep saying that. Where is she? I thought she had moved. The difference between Joy Lindsay and Beyonce is the presence of God. Because both of them can sing, but only one can sing and diseases can go away. The other one, when they sing, is demons that come to your life. Hallelujah. The presence of God makes a difference in your life. And the presence of God is right inside you. When the Holy Spirit came, you don't need to look for him. You don't need to type for him. You don't need to sow seed for him to come. He came into your life when you got born again. And now you are a differentiated believer. You are a distinction believer. Glory to God. The presence of God is my direction, is my defense, and is my distinction. Let's rise up on our feet. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for sticking into the end. We hope you are blessed by this message. Follow us for more of these messages when new episodes drop. And make sure to rate us so that more people can find out about us. Bye-bye.